I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Charlotte. Sky TV is in talks with a high bidder. Indeed, it's just uh, emerged this morning that uh, an unnamed third party made a highly conditional takeover offer for the broadcaster uh, and it's been placed in a trading halt uh, as a result. The company says uh, discussions about a possible deal are in their early stages, but otherwise it's been tight-lipped on the matter. The office has seen the company pause its share buyback program that began in March. Our senior equities analyst at brokerage Forsyth Bar, Aaron Ibbotson, says while information about the offer is scant, Sky TV's engagement with the potential buyer suggests the company's taking it seriously. He says, broadly speaking, there are two categories of potential bidders. So one could be a strategic buyer who are primarily interested in, say, their very strong position in sporting codes in New Zealand and obviously pay TV. A buyer that could either scale some of the capabilities that Sky TV has or some of the content. But then on the other hand, potentially more likely, but I really don't have a strong idea, would be a financial buyer, so private equity primarily, that attracted to Sky TV's strong cash position, their net cash, but they also have a very high free cash flow yield. Well, Aaron Ibsen says Sky TV's unique position in the New Zealand pay TV market and its high-quality streaming businesses could also be of interest to a strategic buyer either in Australasia or perhaps further afield. Sky reported a full-year net profit of $51 million in the past year. It was a lower bottom line after restructuring costs, although underlying earnings did increase through increased revenue and customer numbers. Well, Fletcher Building is said to respond to claims that water pipes made by one of its subsidiaries are responsible for hus- hundreds of millions of dollars worth of damage to Australian homes. The halt on trading Fletcher shares has been extended to Monday morning to give the company time to comment and prevent any uninformed trading. Business reporter Kim Moody has more. A report on leaky pipes in West Australian houses built by BGC Group says the problem is widespread, possibly further than just West Australia. It's put the fault down to defective water pipes made by a Fletcher subsidiary, Iplex, and says it's put the cost of fixing the faults, replacement and possible recall, as much as $1.8 billion Australian dollars. So far, Fletcher's response has been muted, Previously, it said the issue is not the pipes, but the way they've been installed. But it flagged earlier this year that the pipes issue would be a factor in its earnings outlook. It set aside $15 million to fix the problems in 1,200 houses. Investment analysts have been cautious about putting a cost on the issue, but say the claims against Fletcher are credible and serious and could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, although they think the matter will end up in the courts. Activity in the manufacturing sector remains at its weakest in 14 years amid weak sales, high costs and some election uncertainty. The BNZ Business New Zealand Performance of Manufacturing Index fell marginally for a seventh consecutive month in September, nudging down to 45.3. Anything below 50 is contraction territory. Aside from the COVID periods, this is the lowest level for the sector since the global financial crisis in May 2009. BNZ senior economist Doug Steele says the sector is going backwards and the various indicators such as production, new orders and employment are all weak. He says some businesses are claiming wariness because of the election, which he says may be a factor but not the main driver. 
post-election and once we get some clarity on, on who's in power exactly, uh, then that might see some activity uh, increase. But uh, you wouldn't put it all down to the election uncertainty. I think there is broader trends, and you see that globally manufacturers are struggling, generally speaking. Uh, so we wouldn't expect a, a massive bounce, uh, if any. That's BNZ uh, Senior Economist Doug Steele. And the Companion Survey of the Services Sector will be out on Monday morning. Well, Westpac Bank has invested close to a million dollars in a financial services firm, Akahu, which provides open banking payment services to a range of companies. The bank's uh, Redbird Ventures, which is their venture capital offshoot, uh, led the investment round of $1.4 million alongside investors K1W1 and NZ7 Investments. All up, that added to the investment of $2 million that was made in Akahu in 2020. Well, that company's founder and chief executive, Ben Lynch, says it's encouraging to see open banking picking up momentum ahead of the long-promised introduction of a regulated sector. We currently operate in an unregulated market. And so there's sort of two ways that this is shaping up around the world. If you look at the US market, they're very similar to how we operate. In the UK, it is more of a regulated market. And so we certainly see that that is the better long-term model, um, but we certainly intend to evolve and move over to the regulated space, which will come under the um, consumer data right framework. But that will take time. That's still possibly a number of years away before it's sort of feature complete at least. Ben Lynch says there are a number of opportunities for his company, which currently provides open finance uh, links for, for about 50 companies. Well, let's catch up on financial markets now. I'm joined by Belinda Stanley of Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Belinda. Kira Giles. Right, Friday the 13th. Uh, they say nothing good comes on a day like that. What's happening for the share market? No, well, the share market is a bit weaker today. Um, lots of red splashed across the screens. Uh, the NZX50, it's down 98 points. It's about uh, 0.87% at 11,194. Um, bucking that trend is Sky TV, which is back trading. Now it's up 34 cents at $2.81, so it's about a 14% rise. And Infratil's the only other stock up uh, today, up 9 cents at $10.30. The rest of the market a little bit weaker um, ahead of election weekend. We've got Auckland Airport down nine at 7.83. Uh, A2 Milk's down one at 4.57. Contact Energy down 15 at 7.91. EBOS is down 42 cents at 34.23. Fletcher Building still in that trading halt. Fisher and Paykel Healthcare, they're down 50 cents at $20.80. Uh, we've got Meridian down 13 at 5.06. Main Freight's down 5 at 62.55. Port of Tauranga down to at 5.70 and Spark is down to at 4.89. And we should note with uh, Auckland Airport that its long-serving Chief Financial Officer Phil Neutzer is to leave the company at the end of the year, uh, picking, up, right. uh, picking up a new job. Just a headline number for Australia, please, and then the currency. So the Australian market currently down 52 points at 7,038. That's down about 0.7 of a percent. And really all stocks across the board trading a bit weaker there today. The New Zealand dollar is also a bit lower against all our trading partners. Against the US dollar, 0.5920. Against the pound, 0.4860. The euros at 0.5620. Against the Australian dollar, we're down at 0.9373. The yuan's at 4.327. And the yen down as well at 88.67. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. So those 90-day bank bills are fairly steady at 5.74%. Five-year swap rate 
uh, is up a little bit this afternoon at 5.24%. Brent spot oil's at 91.63 a barrel, and gold's up two dollars. It's eighteen hundred and seventy dollars sixty-eight cents an ounce. Lovely. Thank you very much, Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. The news and the numbers from the markets all updated for you around half past five in checkpoint.